And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. And uh, John Werner of the Waco Trib is joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. John, as you heard, lots of sponsors of this show. My gosh, I mean, can you imagine what they would do if they knew they could get a Werner weekly hit, like a scheduled I mean, I even think the Waco Trib would sponsor that. We ought to look into that. Uh, John, how are you this afternoon? Have you had a good, like, hike or any good – have you gotten Actually, a good workout in today? I just got off a bike ride. Yeah, I just Ooh. got off a bike ride, uh, yeah, for about an hour. Uh, went up Jacob's Ladder, not with a bike, walked up. Uh, okay. But, yeah, yeah, great day to be outside. Little, uh little windy, but uh, the temps are – where they need to be, and uh, you know, I, I used to be a man that loved a bike ride. I ran into some issues uh, out on a, on a trail at one point, but uh, love yes, getting out there. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, but uh, but that was. Uh, you got to get yeah, back on the bike. Yeah, so to speak, I I got back on the <laughs> tennis court. Is what I did. I just kind of <laughs> changed sports. And that would be um, like a transition. Who would be? Who would be somebody? I remember Kim Gorham used to be way into tennis, the former uh, Waco Trib sports editor. Who would be somebody in the local media that would occasionally play tennis with me if I, you know, if I if I was uh, oh. so inclined? I mean, I don't, I don't know if Jerry. I mean, there's a lot of stuff Jerry and I could do and go have a good time. I don't know if tennis is really. He likes covering tennis. I don't know if he plays yeah, tennis though. Not a bad player. He's really good. Now, I haven't seen him play in like 15 years, so his skills could have declined since then. Yeah, you know, uh, odds are. What about, uh, what about Bryce Cherry? Is, is he a man that is – is there any sport that he might play, like racquetball or tennis, or is there anything he might be willing to do? I, I think he'd take a shot at just about anything. Oh, really? Now, he's an, he's an excellent disc golfer. <laughs> I, I'm, I need something that'll get me moving around. I don't need. I don't well, need. I, some walking involved. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and uh, talking to John Warner, the Waco Trib. John, tell me about that start. By the way, to the uh, Baylor softball season. I kind of, I know you. Uh, you you love the softball program, and have enjoyed covering that over the years. We're all good friends with Glenn Moore, of course. What um, that that to me just for and again I don't know those programs I do know Arkansas but the other programs they played I'm not totally sure how good those teams are going to be but they really seem to perform pretty well and then the Arkansas team that was ranked like I don't know like top ten in the country they they that that was a nip and tuck game they had that thing eight to seven I think they ended up losing eleven to seven where do you think right. the the softball team is, and I guess, by the way, we'll find out, won't we, on, what is it, Sunday afternoon at this uh, this Getterman Classic. They've got a they've got a very interesting matchup looming. Yes, they do have Oklahoma coming for a non-conference game. Now, apparently, the Sooners, they might have a little difficulty scheduling because nobody really wants to play them. So, uh, you know, I think that might be one reason they ended up here, but yeah, you know, uh, I think Baylor's offense is much better. Uh, they got a transfer, uh, Shea Govan from uh, SFA, first baseman, hit a grand slam against Arkansas. Uh, they've got a couple 
uh, transfers up the middle, uh, Presley Pylon, uh, Amber Tovin, um, they, they have really solidified the defense. I think probably the question now is if Derry uh, Orme uh, can, can really get back in, into the swing of it. Uh, she's had this nerve issue in her ribs. Uh, she set out the fall. They're bringing her back slowly, uh, pitching her like three innings per game. Uh, you know, just a lot, well, like last weekend, she pitched three innings on Friday and then three innings on uh, Sunday, I believe. But, yeah, anyway, uh, but, yeah, I think they're going to be a better team. Uh, they're, they're probably pretty motivated. They're not, they're not in the top 25, picked fourth in a very – top-heavy conference with uh, OU, OSU, and Texas, all top 10-level teams. So, uh, so yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward to there. Yeah, and that, and that, that is interesting because I don't think Glenn, like a lot of coaches, was, in, was loving the whole portal idea early on. But as we've seen, John, you, you either get with it or you get left behind in that area. We've seen the Baylor football team more be more aggressive in the portal. And now uh, Glenn Moore has gotten in there. And, boy, Mitch Thompson, by necessity, uh, that's going to be interesting, John, to see Mitch back at it on the baseball. I mean, you, he, you talk about having to bring up a team from scratch. you got young players. you got transfers. You got just a few holdovers, but there were. I mean, I think they got some pretty good pitching come back, uh, coming back. But uh, that's that's pretty rough when you you have like two returning home runs. Uh, that is, and and and, and yeah. you know McKenzie. I'm, I'm trying to think of some of those guys. Trey Richardson comes to mind. They had some really fine players either transferred out or uh, or or in the pros now. And I think one of those players might be the starting shortstop for the TCU team now. Which will be tough to to see him over there, but that that'll be that'll be fascinating to see how Baylor baseball looks. I mean, I I, I think it's all good though because they it's like they ranked them last, didn't they? And that seemed to get in Mitch's yeah. crawl a little bit, John. So, I, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for someone that's trying to to kind of to start up a program and get it flipped. Yeah, uh, obviously they'll have a whole lot of motivation, and we all know Mitch can recruit. Uh, he can spot talent, so I think they're probably going to do better than people think. All right, did you see this Chris Beard story? They dropped the charges against Chris Beard, the DA in Travis County. Uh, really interesting to see, you know, what's going on there. Uh, John, we were talking about it. I don't think Chris Beard will be out of coaching long, and especially now that the the charges have been dropped. Do you think he'll be coaching somewhere? next season and and if so what level do you think he'll come back you know sometimes guys kind of have to i wouldn't say start over but maybe not at a frontline type job um but this guy obviously has an incredible reputation as a coach do you do you think we'll see him coaching again next season somewhere i I think it's highly likely yeah and uh i don't think it would be higher than a mid-major level school Although you never know, I mean, you know, a team that's been struggling for a long time might take a, a shot at them. But you know, uh, there would still be questions to answer. Uh, I mean, you know, Texas didn't, didn't even wait until you know everything was finished. Really, I mean, they, they didn't wait until now to make the decision. They had all they needed to know. So, um, yeah, but I, I think he, I would expect him to be coaching next year. 
All right, John Warner from the Waco Trib joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, what about everyday John and what he's brought to this team? We never thought, we, we honestly didn't even know if we'd see him this season. Now that we're seeing him, it's kind of shocking how polished, how good he looks on offense. Played 24 minutes the other night. Do you, John, view this team and its ceiling completely differently than you did before EJ uh, returned to the lineup? John Wachachua, do you, do you have a completely different feeling than even three games ago uh, when, he, uh, when he returned to the fold? Yeah, I sure do. I mean, uh, you know, just what he brings to the floor, well, just by being there for one thing, I mean, his teammates are so excited to have him back. And pretty much anybody you talk to on that team, they say he's the heart of the team. He's a great communicator out there. Uh, boy, he really raises the, the defensive intensity. Uh, he's a good rebounder. And, uh, you know, he's automatically their best defensive player now, I think. You know, he's probably maybe still kind of getting back to the groove a little bit there. But, boy, I mean, <laughs> a big guy can move like that. He can cover anybody on the floor. That's a huge asset. And now we see he, he's, uh, you know, he's pretty much uh, contesting Adam and LJ and Keontae for the for a three-point shooting contest. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's back the first day I asked Scott after that first game, is John your go-to three-point shooter now? So, uh, I mean, he's <laughs> – I think he's come back better than ever, which is uh, uh, just a, an incredible miracle, really. Yeah. What about um, what about a Lawrence trip? Are you kind of getting? I mean, I, I love that about the uh, the trip. I mean, they're beat man. They've always got you. You're getting on the road, getting those points, uh, and and you show up at Iowa State or Kansas State at a time when people are cutting back on travel. Uh, I love that the Waco trip still says, "Hey, Warner's got to be there. Warner has got to be on site." What about that? That's going to be a game day. Uh, ESPN game day situation, How, this really uh, could be for not only the, the, the conference title is at stake, now tied for the lead, but like a number one seed could be on the line. Because, John, no matter how many times Kansas loses, they're always seemingly, uh, Lenardi loves getting them back to that number one seed. Have you noticed that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've looked at Lenardi a little bit. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, this is a huge game, obviously, but there's a lot of big games left, too. Uh, Baylor's got the toughest remaining schedule among uh, them, uh, Kansas, and Texas, and it's not even uh, it's not even close. I mean, you, you go on the road to Kansas, Kansas State, back-to-back, you come home and play Texas, then you turn around on a big Monday and go up to Oklahoma State, which is playing very well now, and then you ended home against Iowa State. That is a brutal schedule. But, you know, with uh, everyday John back on the team, I mean, back in the lineup, and, uh, you know, playing the way they are, I think they can handle just about anything. And, you know, if they, uh, if they go 4-1 and one during the schedule, I think uh, they'll probably win the league. They'll get a number one regional seed. Uh, I, I think... I think they're just going to have a great month coming up. 
Yeah, it's exciting to think about. Uh, talking to John Werner, and he's been uh, he's covered a lot of these things. John, this is uh, you'll look back on your career, and this is the heyday, isn't it? I mean, even in a season where they started out zero and three, and you finally wondered, okay, finally these Bears are maybe slipping a little bit, and then they kick it back into gear. They have EJ, uh, John. This is uh, yeah, including the national championship. This this is the greatest stretch in the history of Baylor basketball, but it's just kind of crazy, isn't it, to think back and even go back to the pandemic year and then when everything stopped in that one Big 12 tournament, that season they were amazing. They were going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. I think even they announced something to that effect. Um, John, it, it, to me, that's just wild to think about where they are right now. They're, they're sort of ended up uh, – kind of where Gonzaga was for a lot of years. I mean, I, it, it's pretty. It's just crazy to go through about a four- or five-year period where you're a number one or number two seed pretty much every year. Uh, that's just unprecedented. And, and, John, I don't know if we'll ever see it again. I hope we see it for another five, ten years. But And then the recruiting on top of that. John, this is the best. They, they, they've had some great recruits here and there over the years and great players. But in terms of the recruiting rankings, they're on they're on a heater, uh, and I, I don't think they've ever had a stretch like this. Oh no, no. I mean, you know, during 2010, 12, you know, they, they got guys like Terry Jones, Isaiah Austin. Those guys are highly rated guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're bringing in more guys now, and uh, you know, I think Chiante's the most talented guard they that Scott has brought in. Um, just, you know, his skill set is pretty remarkable. Uh, and, yeah, you know, guys like Jacoby Walter coming in, uh, just uh, just on a, an incredible role. And, you know, if you're a recruiter, why wouldn't you want to go to this program? Uh, I mean, you know, the players love playing for Scott. Uh, you know, you, you know you're going to be on a really good team. Next year you're moving into a, you know, a really cool new arena. I mean, They've got everything going, and they're you know they're playing great. Like you say, they're they're challenging for a number one seed pretty much every year for the last few years. So uh, yeah, it, it's incredible where Scott has this program. Yeah, boy, that Foster Pavilion that's going to be something. What's that new TCU? The renovated. Uh, I I feel like I've been in there for something, but I don't know if I've been to a basketball game over there. When you look around there, do you kind of think that's going to feel a little bit like what Foster will be like? Now, Foster will be newer because that was a renovation-type situation mm-hmm. that TCU did. But size-wise, I guess it'll be very similar. Do you, what's the what's the feel of that place? After all those years of covering games at Daniel Meyer, what is that? How different does that place feel now to you uh, well, to cover a yeah, to was, cover a Baylor TCU game? Yeah, Daniel Meyer was really kind of dark and dank. Badly needed a renovation. Um, yeah, you know this place is much brighter. Uh, you know the the fans seem maybe a little closer to the court. Now I will say that floor is pretty ugly. That snakeskin floor. I think they should ditch that. No, no, not that frog skin. It looks like snake skin. It's frog skin. I mean, but <laughs> whatever you call it, it's ugly. They need to get you know more normal floor. 
Uh, no, but I think Baylor's is actually going to be better. I think it's going to be more. Uh, I think the the fans are going to be a little more on top of the court. Uh, you know, I really like Texas in the arena. You know, it's you know it's ten thousand, uh, and for concerts it can hold fifteen. Uh, but you know, the, the ceilings lower, a lot lower uh, yeah. than the drum. And uh, but uh, I think I think as far as fans being close to the floor, I think it's going to be more like that. Okay, well, let's get ready, by the way, John, for the Big 12 tournament. we will. Your mark has uh, vowed to move us away from the court. He, he wants to get more seating for the fans down there. So, yeah. um, uh, John, the days of us, and that's one of the things I love about that tournament. I went to last year. I know you've been many times. That's a fun aspect of that is being down there. It's like the NCAA tournament in Fort Worth at Dickey's Arena. That was awesome being down there yeah. right in the middle of stuff. Uh, you know, that comeback against UNC, that was incredible to experience it from down there. But nobody wants to hear our media complaints. John, I found that over the years. They do not like hearing from us on complaints about free food or anything like that. Now, I do want you to go see, John, put this on your uh, list of things to do during the high school basketball playoffs. I want you to tell Bryce, hey, I got to go see Lake Highlands play. Because they have this guy, Trey Johnson, that Baylor wants. And when I say they want him every bit as much as they wanted Keontae George, they want Trey Johnson. And he is every bit as skilled. Like both of them, obviously we know uh, that Keontae is about to go in the lottery. Trey is just like that. Now, different players, there's some things Trey might do better. There's obviously things that Keontae already already does better, but their 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 potential and everything they bring is very very similar. So if okay. you get a chance somewhere during the playoffs, in fact, hopefully Lake Highlands will make it to San Antonio for the state title, and then of course Scott and his coaching staff will hopefully make it. You know, will show up there and be able to be with them. But Trey Johnson, just keep that in mind. 2024 class the number one guard in the country at least shooting guard so uh, i just wanted to put that on your on your uh, request you need to request that oh thanks matt yeah yeah i'm here for you um all right uh john um have a uh, have a tremendous uh, rest of the day and then have safe travels Headed to Lawrence, one of the great backdrops. And in, in fact, John, is that your favorite place to uh, of all the gyms that you've uh, been to in the Big Twelve, and you've been to all of them? Is that by far your favorite, or is am I uh, am I correct in that? Yeah, it's the best I've ever been any college basketball gym. I mean, all the history and the fans being so close, and just you know how passionate those fans are. Yeah, it's pretty tough to beat. All right, I'm hoping to join you on one of those trips at some point. I'll certainly, hopefully, join you for the Big 12. I was going to talk to the Waco Trib, uh, uh, John, see if they would it wouldn't mind us uh, bunking together. <laughs> Let's we'll look. Right. We'll, we'll look at. I don't think I don't think John's going to support that. No, we'll be. It'll be fine. Uh, we'll have a big time there, John. I appreciate it. Have a great one. Okay, see you, Matt. Thank you. Okay, John Warner. There he is, Waco Trib. Aaron.